1: My skin looks so dull and like I age 10 years in the morning. It's like my eyes are dry. I look so inflamed. I get really inflamed from alcohol. Even one drink and I'm like blow up like a yeah. balloon the next day. And
2: wine particularly has a lot of sulfites. It has tannins. And it's got a lot of crap added to it that they don't have to put on the label. Like look at all the stuff that's already in our food. Like ton of added sugar. Like if you knew it was actually in wine, probably wouldn't drink it. All
3: right, you guys, this episode is actually inspired by a previous episode. We had Danielle and Kaylee on the Skinny Confidential podcast a while back, and we talked all things acne. And because the response was so wild, I could not believe it. And because you guys like this episode so much, we had them back to talk even more things about acne, skincare, pigmentation, what to eat if you have acne, pimples, fine lines, wrinkles, blackheads, whiteheads, all the things. We had them on to just provide more education. They are the founders of Clear Stem Skincare. You may have heard about them through me because I'm a big fan of their mineral brush SPF. And they have this non-toxic skincare line that really has premium ingredients to correct acne and acne scars. Out of everyone I've ever interviewed since I started the blog, these two girls know their shit when it comes to acne. This should not surprise you because Kaylee actually struggled with acne, so she is a practitioner. And Danielle is known as the acne guru, and she's the formulator and CEO of Clearstem Skincare. Kaylee is the holistic nutritionist, and she's the co founder. And together, they are just the acne team if you struggle with your skin, this episode is for you. I highly recommend if you like this episode with them to go back and listen to the first installment. They are incredible. We also have a code and a giveaway at the end for you. On that note, let's welcome Kaylee and Danielle back to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show.
0: This is the Skinny Confidential Him and Her. We should just jump in because I think it's a good topic of conversation, especially for this show. We have so many people on talking about different trends, different supplements, different wellness routines, skincare routines, all of these things. And what were you just calling it a second ago?
1: Wellness madness. Yeah, wellness
0: madness. So some of the feedback that we get and, and we're conscious of is that people are like, well, there's so much, especially when we've done 500 of these episodes. So there's, yeah, it's obviously a lot of information. People are like, well, where do we begin? What do we, what should we actually do? Like what's too much? What's too little? And it overwhelms people, which we're obviously not trying to do. We're trying to get all of the information as best as we can to as many people as possible. But it's a lot of information. So yeah. anyway, to your point.
1: No, that's exactly what we try to distill down for people is because I'm the same way. I listen to all these podcasts. I make all these changes. But for some people that are already really anxious, it can stimulate them too much. And then they're fearful of everything in their house. They're fearful of eating out. And then they forget to live life. And it can quickly develop into depression, anxiety, so we want to be really careful about the education we give. It's okay that it's a slow start to things. And it's okay making one shift at a time to feel better.
3: I have noticed that there has been a surge of orthorexia. And that's where you become, and I'm probably flubbing this, so go Google it for the <laughs> web MD. but it's basically where you become so obsessed with eating healthy
1: that it becomes a disorder. Right? I was like that for a while. Okay, like This was probably five or six years ago when I was at the height of discovering everything, it was such drastic changes that I wouldn't eat out. I would bring my own salad dressing everywhere. And I feel like I've have a balance now because I still love all things health and wellness, but it was getting to such an extreme that I wasn't enjoying life and finding the balance in between. Yeah, and I think the,
3: with content too, it's like when you're so overwhelmed, Michael's Googling it. Well, I just want to make yeah. sure. No, I, I'm
0: listening fully. To, I was just saying, what read, is or- read it out yeah. loud.
3: You had to get the web. Well, I just
0: want to make sure what is orthorexia? Orthorexia is an unhealthy focus on eating in a healthy way. Eating nutritious food is good, but if you have orthorexia, you obsess about it to a degree that can damage your overall well-being.
2: Yeah, Speaking of content, there is a lot of people out there who have built an audience using information, but also fear, especially in the way they present information. And I just want to remind everyone that actual scientists, chemists, formulators, people who actually have a scientific background qualify their information. They provide context. They provide situational situational context, who it might apply to, when it might not apply. And they give you a range of danger, if you will, like this is something that could affect this type of population or something like that. So if you are consuming content from people and they don't qualify it or show you how to see if it's actually mattering for you, that's a red flag. Like I,
1: Andrew Huberman does like the most insane job at that. Like he's so good at qualifying information and making it really digestible and not fear based. Same with Peter Attia. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, so, those two are like top of the <laughs> Yeah, top of the exactly. Class, really. Well, that's
2: the only people we really yeah. <laughs> 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 it's interesting with.
3: that you say that yeah. about fear though, because when you start paying attention to language and how certain influencers or moguls or whatever you want, gurus talk, sometimes they will use words that are negative to 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 make you fearful. And when you start seeing those negative words, you can't unsee it. Does right? that, it's, like, it's like a manipulation tactic. Yes. Well, for
2: sure. And that's why the news is so addictive because fear is the strongest human emotion. It's literally in our primal operating system. If something is scary or represents danger, your your like reticular activating system flares up and you have to pay attention to it, even if you don't really want to. So fear is definitely the strongest human emotion. And that's why people leverage it that way.
1: Also, I love that you said that because we're actually starting to shift some our, some of our messaging. It's always been anti-acne, anti-aging, non-toxic. So it's been the best way to describe it. But we're shifting to saying toxin-free, age and acne, skincare and skin health.
3: I <laughs> love that because I think anti is a negative word. Yes, and that's so interesting that you say that. I specifically did not include
1: anti-aging in my brands because of that We've reason. never loved it. We've just struggled to find a way to communicate what we do without using that. But I feel like we've landed on a really good one. This is like so random and kind of off tangent, but I talk to the Skinny Confidential
3: team all the time about even when they send an email, you never start it with unfortunately. Literally no one in the fucking world wants to open an email that says unfortunately. Never. You never say words like don't, can't. I can't do that. It's always solution oriented. Yes. And once you start paying attention to it, it's wild, it can change the whole tone of an email and how it's received.
2: Absolutely. and I had a little realization recently where a lot of times people say the word but, but you can also say the word and. And it's more of a joining and a building rather than a negative or a detraction. So yeah, language is everything. Okay, so just t- to take a little
3: spin on what you're saying about wellness overload. Where are you seeing wellness overload in the acne community? Like, where are you seeing things that is like, okay, this is taking it too far? This is too overwhelming. They're, they're, they're going too far.
2: We see that a lot in the acne space. Dietary things and inflammatory things. And yes, it's all very, very important, but I am a hardcore acne specialist. I own San Diego Acne Clinic, had that for over eight years. That's literally all I all I treat. I don't do eyebrows. I don't do lashes. We just fix hardcore acne. And most people come to my clinic after the normal dermatologist route has failed. They've tried every medication, including Accutane. So when I'm going over everyone's, when we're doing our intake, it's like a 90 minute thing. We're going over everything they're using, everything they're eating, when they're eating it, what vitamins are they taking, which dosage? There are a few key things that really matter for most people. Like if you're over supplementing with B12, it can absolutely cause an acne flare up. If you're eating eggs more than like once a week, it can absolutely contribute. So there's things that we've prioritized in our clinical experience. But when I see acne information online and on Instagram, it'll be stuff that I would never bother talking about. Like like soy can be bad in high amounts, but like you don't need to avoid soy sauce. You know, I mean, if you're celiac, yeah, but people get so caught up on like little things that I feel don't matter. And then the pillowcase conversation is one of them. You see all these ads for like antibacterial pillowcases. Normally what's getting on people's skin from their pillowcase is their hair conditioner. Just check your ingredients against that list that that there's a bunch of lists out there. But we made the one with the search function on our website. That's the main thing. You don't need to obsess over the fabric and the, you know, like if there's bacteria on it, like, yeah, you should change your pillowcase. But you can have a brand new one every night. It's your conditioner that's getting on it.
3: Also, I have a hot take. I've been sleeping with a
1: silk We are obsessed. Uh, obsessed. shower cap.
3: Michael thinks I'm crazy, but like I'll put a hair mask on and sleep with that. And that covers my hair from even touching
1: my face. Wait, I need a silk hair mask. Oh, for sure. Because we both sleep with silk pillowcases just because of the anti-aging slash aging (laughs) preventative um, benefits of it because you don't, it doesn't tug and pull at your skin as much and it doesn't tug and pull at your hair. So we love silk so much for sleeping. Yeah, I
2: have this. Thing. I call it my creepy beauty pillow because it looks bizarre, but it's like you can get it on Amazon. I think it's like fifty bucks, but it doesn't smush your cheek because normally when most people sleep on their right, just because blood flows to the left and you can your arm can fall asleep. So most people sleep on their right, and I see in my clinic everyone's right side ages faster. They always have more wrinkles, and if you get filler in your cheeks, it can like displace it when you're like smushing your face at night. So oh, I look s- at
0: me right now, Lauren. Look at me. <laughs>
2: I try to sleep rigor
3: mortis. I don't want to move. Like, I just want to be on my back without moving anything. Like, I want my face to be completely out, not touching anything.
2: Exactly. This pillow doesn't even touch your skin. It just touches like your your bone and your jaw. And that's it's it. right around here. It looks I like an alien pillow. And it's I amazing. swear by it.
3: <laughs> that's, that's an amazing tip. Okay. So I want to note. Is That's why
0: you always have me sit to your left?
3: This has literally nothing to do with you. It's all about my face. (laughs) Um, We did an episode about acne and we got pretty deep into it and people were obsessed with it. Like it was so informative. But in this episode, I want to go even deeper and I want to go really deep when it comes to wellness. So I think the first thing that we'll start on and and we kind of talked about this off air is vitamins, because so many people are taking vitamins but what I've realized is not only are some vitamins, like you said, B, be, be causing acne, but what about what the vitamins in the capsule?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of gross stuff in vitamins. It took me so long to get my boyfriend to start taking supplements, and he finally has. I'm really excited. But to him, like most other people will say, they're like, well, I feel like it doesn't work. It just I just pee it all out, which... So many of them do. And I know a lot of the supplements that you guys talk about and that do ads on here are amazing. We're huge supporters of all them as well. You have to be really careful about the supplement industry because you'll find gluten, you'll find eggshells, you'll find gelatin, you'll find all these really gross things in supplements. So
0: it's like not an area you want to skimp. people say like sometimes the cost of the good ones are you know, expensive, but it's like you're better off just not, not taking the yeah, bad ones. Yeah,
1: because you can cause more health damage. Like there's things that are in supplements that can wreck your gut because of what's actually in it. So what you want to be careful of is knowing, and really it's about trusting the brands that do it. I feel like that's the best way to do it, but knowing what supplements you're taking, look at the other ingredients that's on the back of it, and then also where the sourcing is from. So for instance, our, in our mind body skin supplement, we use vitamin A and we'll never use a beta carotene vitamin A because your body doesn't know what to do with it. So we're really careful about what type of supplements we have in our product as well. Do you design
2: them all around acne? We're big into the supplementation, like actual supplementation, like what you should be taking based on what you don't get in your day to day diet. So we will be making more, but this particular one, we knew we needed to serve an alternative to toxic medication because everyone's on spironolactone or antibiotics or they feel like Accutane's their last resort. We knew we needed to provide something else for them. So this was specifically designed to be a replacement for that or a healthy alternative, I should say. What antibiotics are you seeing that cause acne? Oh, people get put on antibiotics long-term because of acne. It's literally just the most common Band-Aid approach. And you could have, you know, when Zaza gets older, say she, you know, she's like 12 starting to get her first pimples. Generally what a parent would do is take them to their, you know, pediatrician or dermatologist, immediately they start trying to get them on birth control and put them on antibiotics with no end in sight.
3: That is so crazy. That's the it's playbook. Insane. And it's not
2: dermatologist fault. It is our medical system. We want to be very clear. We love doctors, love dermatologists. They mean the best, but our medical system for acne is a bit of an epic failure. I
3: remember being on birth control and I remember talking to Lindsay at Brow Cheek, who was doing my eyebrows. And I was like, Oh, I just don't want to get off birth control because I feel like it's just making my skin so good. I was like, maybe I'll get on Sperlina. Spirulina. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, Lauren, just she's like, just get off of birth control and see. And I thought I was going to get acne everywhere. I think it get- any acne. That's a lie we've been fed. Well, you're not very yeah. acne
2: prone. Remember, you are not. You are, not. Acne you are the exception. But
3: why I did have a little bit of acne, got on birth control, and it did take it away. So I was
1: worried that that would come back, and it didn't. It's because most pills suppress testosterone. So it's going to suppress that excessive oil production that's going on. So it can help with skin. But what can happen for a lot of people, and why they're so, again, so fearful of getting off birth control, which breaks my heart. We get so many DMs of girls who are in their mid-20s and 30s, and they're just like, I really want to be off birth control. I want to feel good about it, but I'm terrified to break out because they hear all these horror stories. And I was one of those horror stories. So testosterone is suppressed for so long, and you're on it for 10, 15 plus years. And then you go through testosterone rebound. <laughs> I'm, like talking too fast. Testosterone rebound effect, where basically it was suppressed for so long that it's a rubber band, and it comes back in full force. And then it's causing a hormonal imbalance after you get off birth control because testosterone is surging, which means it's causing an imbalance in progesterone and estrogen as well, and messing with not only the way your brain communicates, but also the way it's metabolized in the liver and in the gut.
0: Well, I think like to your earlier point about all of this, like, and and as I compress all that or decompress all this, like, I think it's fair to say, like, you said you love all, we love doctors, but like, I think it's fair, especially after the last two years, to say we love some doctors because here's the problem. People get a medical degree, you can like you can get a degree in all sorts of things, but that doesn't mean just because you have the degree that now all of a sudden you're this expert or you're gonna be the person that's gonna be able to treat a disease the rest of the way. Like my problem with a lot of the the practices in the medical community community, to your point, is that there is a blanket approach to a lot of things that you can't take a blanket approach to, right? Like there's a sometimes you have to take an individual approach. And unfortunately, some doctors favor just taking a blanket approach over working with an individual and figuring out like what exactly the issue is that's going on in that individual couldn't
2: agree more um there's also a a terrible thing that goes on where if a doctor is perceived to be running labs that are preventative in nature aka not necessary at the time they can have their medical uh license come under review and then they could lose funding from the insurance company which means that's the kiss of death like they literally can't do that they have to walk that fine line between waiting for a disease so that it can actually be covered by insurance they can't say like oh i'm going to i'm going to ch- just check these few things out and run a bunch of labs because they will literally get penalized
0: well the reason i say this is because i think people need to hear this more it's like you know, just because somebody has a law degree doesn't mean they're a good lawyer. Just because someone has a doctor, doctorate degree doesn't mean they're a good doctor, right? Like I could have a business degree doesn't mean I'm a good businessman. No. We just take these degrees that people get in these systems and say, okay, they must be the person that I should listen to and trust all my entire life to, right? Because they have a degree from somewhere. It's like, no, you got to really kind of be your own advocate and do your own research and really like vet is the r- this the right person. I don't care what degree you have, like you still have to be a sound, thoughtful, logical thinker.
1: I Absolutely. agree. And that's why we love functional medicine doctors. They are go to, like Dr. Will Cole. We're oh, obsessed yeah. with him. He's amazing. Because one of the huge problems is when people come to us with acne and it's very clear there is something really big going on, like gut health, liver wise, there's something internal that products or these little shifts aren't going to fix. We encourage them to go get blood work done. But we always recommend going to see a functional doctor because when you go to traditional, you know, Western medicine doctor, and they get their labs done, let's say you just go to like Quest, for example, when you see when the doctor evaluates what your levels are, it's actually being compared against everyone else that goes and gets their blood work done at Quest. And who mainly gets blood work done? People who are really struggling with health issues. So that's what you're being compared against instead of the functionality of your own body and what should be right for you, which is why people will have all these hormonal issues go get tests and it'll show up they're completely fine.
0: Well, it's also why you, in especially in this country, like the law of averages is so terrible because the average person is completely unhealthy and out of shape and doesn't take exactly. care of themselves. I don't so
1: want to yeah. be compared to that. I can blanketly
0: yeah. say that because the data, that is the data. People get mm-hmm. mad about saying that. It's like, of course, I don't want my data being compared to somebody who's unhealthy and saying that is the healthy average. And then I have to adjust my health behavior based mm-hmm. on unhealthy data.
2: Yeah. Normal is a terrible benchmark in this country. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be that. Normal.
3: Is, that's exactly what happened to me when I went and I got my hormones tested. She, I, I got all these results back and I, I said, I just got my blood done and they said it was fine. And she said, well, they didn't look at your T3 or t Yeah. I don't the even thyroid know. testing. Right. Mm-hmm. She's like, they didn't look under the bed. They just looked at the bed. What if someone's listening? And I'm sure there is a lot of people that are listening that are on birth control because of their skin and they want to get off.
1: What are the tangible steps to do that? The first thing I always point people to is Dr. Jolene Brighton. I think she's the best resource for this. She's written a book. She's on a lot of podcasts, too. So order on Amazon, listen to some podcasts while you're waiting a day or two for it to come in. Because birth control, the pill suppresses a ton of vitamins and it also wrecks your digestive system and gut health. So if you're still currently on birth control and either want to stay on it or working to get off of it, you have to support your body. You have to support all these depletions in your body. And then there's also a way to support it when you get off. So it's certain supplements. Selenium's one of them. A spore-based probiotic is one of them. There's quite a few different supplements that you want to take while you're transitioning off birth control. The second thing is while you're getting off birth control and it can cause a lot of hormonal fluctuations, you absolutely want to make sure all of your skincare and makeup is non-pore clogging because if you're causing a hormonal imbalance and you're going through testosterone rebound effect, your pores are going to get clogged really, really fast and faster than normal. And so if you're using something that has pore clogging ingredients, it's just like pouring gasoline on the fire.
3: How come certain people don't have to worry about that? Like I've never had to look at makeup products and I have other issues. Like I'm not, I have hyperpigmentation. I have like a brown mustache. If I go out in the sun for one second, I have like all the things, but I've never had to worry about that with acne. Why is
2: that? Is it just different genetics? Totally different genetics. So there is a genetic predisposition in those who are acne prone. It's called retention hyperkeratosis. So hyper means more keratosis is the keratin production process Retention means it gets stuck in your pores. So basically, those of us who have that gene, we produce a ton more keratin protein than other people who just don't have the gene. So our pores get clogged a lot more easily, a lot more easily naturally. And then you add products to the mix and it creates a whole like a plug inside the pore. And then because our skin grows faster, the keratin protein just covers the plug and then boom, that's like cystic acne. So people that get really, really intense cystic acne, their keratin production, it can be like five plus times higher than their neighbor who just doesn't have that gene
0: two things if you if you have that gene can you test for it ahead of time or no you
2: can you can i think there's specific tests drawing a blank on the one that i would recommend now but we can probably find it and put it in the show notes genomic testing is actually like what everyone should be aiming for like there's nutrigenomic testing where you can see which vitamins you are naturally deficient in based on your pathways which is huge for mental health too, like everything. So yeah, thanks for bringing that up.
0: So, okay. And then if you can do the testing or if you do find out that you have that gene or the things you can do to prevent before it sets in, or is it like it happens so young that you can't figure that out?
2: There wouldn't be anything you could really do. You could definitely know what to avoid. Like if you are acne prone, you know it, you don't need a test for it, but you want to avoid any supplement that has biotin,
0: Biotin. which is
2: ironic because it's in all the hair, skin and nail. So, so a lot you th- of people want it yep. yeah well you think you're it's you're like okay i need help with my skin so i'm going to get this skin vitamin well it's actually backfiring in a ma- massive massive way and it can actually lead to something called keratosis pilaris where it's those little bumps on your arms and your legs so if you have acne you know it avoid avoid anything with a large amount of biotin keep it under 100 percent of the rdb what else c-
3: comes from what else do those bumps on your arms come from I know that they, a, a lot of different,
2: they come from a lot of different things, right? Believe it or not, there's a huge correlation with gluten. Huh? It's just an inflammatory symptom. So if you're acne prone, anything that's inflaming you is going to show up as acne or some sort of acne-like conditions because it it happens like in the pore and in the hair follicle itself. So it can come from topical things like say you're using a body wash that has a ton of coconut oil in it or any body lotion that has a bunch of shea butter in it, which is like all of them. Anything that's clogging your pores topically, if you're acne prone can give you little bumps pretty much anywhere, but then dietary triggers will make it worse like gluten or alcohol or dehydration. Dairy. Uh, Dairy for sure. Whey protein.
3: I had bumps all over my legs for so long. I could not figure out what it was from. And I don't know if you've heard this. I'm sure you have, but it was from Tide with the pods. Yeah. If the you, fabric softener, oh right? Mm-hmm. My yeah. God. Every single time that my foot I can smell it too. If my foot touches I wore his pants the other day that had been washed and tied, bumps everywhere. And also DHA and spray tan. Is it DHA? I think it's DHA. Yeah. Okay. Those two things gave me bumps everywhere.
2: You might just have a sensitivity to fragrance, too, because both of those things are highly fragranced. Fragrance can relate more to irritation and like a rash.
0: That's what it was. More yeah. More, more so,
2: especially on you, Lauren, it would be more of like a rash and like a contact dermatitis situation versus actual acne.
3: I almost messaged you and then I was like, oh, no, it's it's tied. But you're right. It is fragrance.
0: Mm-hmm. You're so like, I oh, my God. You get this spray tan. I'm like, oh, I don't know what's going on again. I haven't, I'm like, are you you're like I just- look
2: great, but I feel like shit.
3: <laughs> I switched to Branch Basics. We love Branch Basics. And then I just got a spray tan without bronzer and that took it away. So something was in the bronzer.
0: The yeah, those
2: accelerators and bronzers. It's just I mean, all of them are just pure chemical. But I mean, hey, it's. Straight off between that and actually aging your skin with the sun. And sometimes you just gotta be tan. I'm if you're kind wearing white, of you gotta to be tan. like
3: pale for me right now. Love well, that I'm kind, of,
2: in, I'm kind of into it right now. Welcome I'm-
0: to the club, just join. Come on, come on over the side. <laughs> I feel light like side. that could be the
2: start of a trend though, because people are no one's gonna go tan their skin if you do that. Like you got other problems. But like so, but then the spray tan and like the self-tanner like there are a few really non-toxic ones that we do like, but I feel like it's gotten to the point where like pale should be celebrated because it is clean and pure and it's not like doing anything bad to yourself. I do like Savon's
1: line Lux and Filter.
3: I'm yes, obsessed. that's the one yes. we like. That she- lotion yeah. is
1: non-irritating. It's non-pore clogging and it doesn't get all over the sheets really yes. disgustingly like most deal. I li-
3: I like her line. It's a beautiful line, but I- I'm kind of into like that or just being pale right now i'm kind of into the pale i That'll like be best. that do it I'm and you have two it.
2: babies like your <laughs> bandwidth is drained right now like you shouldn't have to focus on fucking self-tanner like you put I mean, other it, things, things the to focus self-tanner on
3: does lift my ass more but i guess we're in the dark so you're just gonna have <laughs> to get over it
0: it could be so light that it's blinding and then <laughs> yeah. then it won't matter either okay
2: well so <laughs> s- do you see a lot of acne from spray tan not necessarily from spray tan. Those are... Th- so the ones that like... I think there's eye tan everywhere. I tan, Hollywood tans. Like the the big chain ones are generally safe. I always check them before I go because I'm the most acne-prone person ever. <laughs> so all the ones I've ever checked have been fine. It's when you get into the custom airbrush tanning, those ones can have coconut oil in them. That's the only time I've seen them be problematic. Okay. So another question.
3: If, if someone... Is coming to you and they're using Tide or, or or Downy
2: or things like this. Do you remove it from their situation? Absolutely, and no okay. one should be using fabric softener. It is one of the worst things you can put in your system. I mean, if you're, why are you
0: looking at me? Because
2: <laughs> Michael <laughs> grew up on fabric softener,
3: wielded and, and yeah,
0: I got all sorts of resilience now. I'm fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I absorbed it. My body just deflects <laughs> it all now. Yeah.
3: You look great. Thank so, you. so the fabric softeners you remove, yes. Okay. So that's unnecessary. Oh, it's like, unnecessary.
2: Yeah, just don't burn your don't burn your laundry. You don't need to wash everything on the super highest heat setting, you know what I mean? That's what makes it dry and scratchy to begin with. So,
3: also if you're sleeping for 8 to 9 hours in your bed on a pillowcase, breathing it in, your kit like it's if you really like spiral like I do, I'll spiral. I'll be like Oh I my god same. and then my baby's like laying against the shirt that I washed. Like I'll like Didn't really we just
0: start this podcast with wellness madness? <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah. I'm wellness madness. Yeah. When I got pregnant it's like even worse. Like I'll be like my foot stepped off and touched the floor that was cleaned with the cleaning supply. I can't get in bed until I wa- like I'll go I'll go. I'll go. So I'm the worst with wellness madness. But you
2: should think about it when you're putting your face on a pillow. It's about thinking about it and then being like, okay, this is how I'm gonna modify this going forward. It's the thinking about it in a practical, non emotional, unattached way. And then be like, okay, here's the change I'm gonna make. Here's the next positive thing I can do. And then you move about your day. Talk to us about digestive
1: enzymes. Oh my gosh. So we love to talk about the root causes of acne, right? And sometimes it's topical, but a lot of times it's something internal. So when we've worked with a lot of functional medicine doctors and had patients that have as well, most of the time when they get blood work done, it comes back that they are deficient in enzymes and stomach acid, but specifically enzymes that break down proteins and fat. So they're not breaking down things correctly. It's clogging their lymphatic system and it has to get out somehow. And the skin is an exit organ. So that's how it's going to come out. So... We are very pro digestive enzymes. It's why it's in our mind, body, skin supplement. But it just helps people break down foods that are more difficult to break down. So it doesn't clog up the lymphatic system, but also it helps you not feel as bloated as well. Because when you're not digesting food properly, you feel really bloated. You're grow like you feel disgusting. You're not going to the bathroom regularly, and all those toxins are building up in your body. So we want to keep things moving through our body, which is why digestive enzymes are one of the best supplements to take that are. Really, not going to have a downside to it
0: you know for people that like some people take breaks off meat or don't try not to eat meat and then they go back and they think they don't feel good because the meat and i think a lot of it is because they're not using or they don't have the right digestive enzymes to break down the meat protein so when you stop
2: eating
1: certain things you lose the enzymes to break it down which is why gluten i have celiac so i um, steer very clear of gluten but for other people that will yo-yo give it up and not it causes so many issues for them because they give up gluten for a few weeks and they lose all the gluten digesting enzymes to break it down. And then they try to bring it back in and it makes them really, really sick. So it's totally a personal choice for someone that wants to give it up or not. It does; It is linked to inflammation. But that's what happens when people give up very certain certain food groups; they lose all the specific enzymes to digest those foods.
0: Yeah, and it's important because I think like you might have a moral reason you don't eat meat, but if you're somebody that wants to eat meat and recognizes the the vitamin and the benefits that you can get from it, and then you don't and you've taken a break and don't have those enzymes, you can't break it down, and then maybe it makes you feel bad. You're know, like, oh, meat doesn't work well in my system. Yes. It's like, no, you just took too long off it, and now your body can't break it down properly.
2: Yeah, and when <laughs> you do reintroduce it, just do softer. So softer proteins are going to be a lot easier for everyone to break down. That's why like if I'm, if it's late at night, I'm never gonna eat red meat. I'm gonna have like a scallop or some salmon. So if you're, I have a lot of clients who were vegan and they had to get off it cause they just weren't, it wasn't working for them. Vegan is so situational, but for a lot of people they find that it just doesn't work for them long-term. So when they start to reintroduce meat, I always have them do like a little bit of tuna a little bit of salmon and just like slowly build it back up because you do need to reintroduce it. You can't just like start eating steak immediately after not.
3: The first time I went through postpartum with my first baby, I wasn't eating a lot of meat. And then I've interviewed, you know, so many different people on this podcast. And what I have gathered from that, what I've taken away is that meat is the benefits really are incredible. If, If you get grass fed amazing meat, like they're incredible. So I really introduced it this postpartum experience. And I can say, and this is my experience, that I do not have postpartum depression this time, and I had it horrible with Zaza. There's other factors to that, but I am eating meat every single day. I feel like the weight is coming off quicker. There's multiple things that I've noticed, and I'll do a whole podcast on it, but it's funny that you guys say this about digestive enzymes because the other day I was talking to a body worker, and he said, that I really need to make sure that I'm taking a digestive enzyme with the meat, mm-hmm. because the if you if you don't chew it fully, which you know sometimes we don't, sometimes you just swallow the meat whole, you know. Michael, <laughs> don't
0: turn this into something weird. <laughs> you
3: just swallow a big chunk of meat. You, it, it's really good for, for the protein to digest with the enzyme. They said you get more protein out of it with um, the yeah. enzyme. Yeah, enzymes
1: help you absorb more nutrients from what you're eating. And digestive enzymes are also very different than stomach acid. So that's why before every single meal, especially when we go to a restaurant, Danielle and I's very first order is just hot water with a bunch of lemons. We sit and drink that. You know, we get into the parasympath- parasympathetic state. We hang out. We chalk. We drink our warm lemon water. It builds up all those amazing stomach acids. We take our digestive enzymes, and we feel so good when I'm we eat copy you on
0: that. I'm gonna copy you on best. that. It's
1: the best. So, for like, once you get into the routine, it's like hot water with lemon is the first thing out of your mouth when the waiter comes over.
2: And then you do it the enzyme before you eat. You should always take it right before, yeah. like at the start of a meal. But if you, you know, you get home and you already had dinner, yeah, go ahead and take one. As long as it's in your stomach, it's going to be helpful. And I, we always recommend that people, people, we get asked a lot, like which multivitamin should people take, and we say skip the multivitamin, do digestive enzymes, get the nutrition from your actual food. And when you start breaking down your protein better, you get better skin, better hair, better glucose stabilization. There's just so many benefits. That's
0: smart. Super smart.
2: That's one of the best tips that I've heard on this podcast. And I it's
0: easy to do. I love that.
3: So easy. So and easy. there's no downside. Mm-hmm. Is there a certain brand that you guys like?
1: Solar Ray is really good. Digest Gold is
2: Digest really Gold is
1: one of my favorites. I take our Mind Body Skin supplement when I'm eating dinner, but if I'm taking it digestive enzymes with a breakfast or a lunch, then typically Digest Gold. I love that one. Don't you have that?
0: What does it look like?
1: Is it blue? Blue and yellow
0: yeah. on the front. Yeah,
1: that's the one that you have. I yeah. love that one. It's
3: a there's an extra strength version of it too. Okay, so everyone needs to get on digestive enzymes. That's I'm going to be their PR for 2023. <laughs> we're literally
2: going to go to Cooper's barbecue yeah. after this, and yeah. we're like packed with all the enzymes. <laughs> we're that's ready right for here, this. Right? It's right yeah. here. Yeah, it's like best yeah. barbecue. I would love to
3: know, by the way, everyone who's listening if you're if you're in Austin, what the best barbecue is because oh, I you're going to start it. a
0: whole thing. You <laughs> just know well, know. That's a
3: whole other episode. I want to. I got to ask the audience that. Okay, dim. I have been hearing about this. First, started with my Chinese herbalist
2: in LA. That's such a <laughs> that is <laughs> we love it. What is what is what is that? What is that? Calmness well, cow- madness. Does he, in LA? does he know you're shaman? <laughs> Lauren, you oh, are. Oh my God, that was. Oh,
0: I hate to tell you this, honey. But I wanna, like, you are the stereotype all over We
3: love it. Hey, I'm self aware about it, though. You know, yeah. my Chinese my Chinese herbalist <laughs> told me all about DIM and she raved about it. I want to understand it more. And I think a lot of people do. I've seen it on TikTok. If you guys could explain more about it.
2: Absolutely. So we at ClearStem in our formulas and our vitamins and our education, we take a very holistic approach that incorporates a ton of Eastern medicine because they actually focus on digestion, detoxification, liver, all the things that get completely ignored in a Western setting. So that is where I first got turned on to it too, from my acupuncture herbalist. So DIM is extremely helpful for it's helpful for acne and for anti-aging because it helps to regulate the levels of estrogen and it helps your liver to your liver is basically the quarterback of, of detoxification and how hormones present and get out in your body. So it helps the liver quarterback estrogen in a way where it gets rid of the toxic amounts, but it doesn't let it get too low. So it basically helps stabilize estrogen, which is going to stabilize hormonal acne. It also helps with PMS symptoms, really helps with PCOS. It just helps with everything estrogen related, which if you're a woman, it's kind of your life. I'm going to ask you about
3: cocktails. Do it. <laughs> do cocktails, we didn't get-, can- get to get into this in the first episode. Do cocktails cause acne? You mean just alcohol in general? Wine,
2: it's a lot of sugar, beer. Alcohol's terrible for your skin. Make it count. Yeah, so alcohol is going to inhibit the absorption of other vitamins. It basically hijacks your liver to get it out. It can inflame your lymph. It'll inflame your lymphatic system, makes people puffy. The dehydration alone is like the number one thing why you wouldn't. But then also to your point, cocktails, if there's a bunch of sugar in it, it just it's pretty much one of the worst things you can do to your body. Like there's a lot of studies that show different toxicity levels of street drugs compared to alcohol. And alcohol is the worst. There's
0: not been one person that's that has any notoriety in the wellness space that's come on here and said alcohol is good for you in any kind of way. It's it's, bu- it's
2: bullshit. It's like oh, worst. it might reduce stress. Okay, go walk outside for ten minutes. Like, and no one has just one for stress. And wine. There was that is whole a-
0: thing that make it actually makes stress worse.
2: Yeah, it ruins your sleep too. Yep. Oh, the next morning. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. My skin looks so
1: dull and like I age 10 years in the morning. It's like my eyes are dry. I look so inflamed. I get really inflamed from alcohol. Even one drink and I'm like blow up like yeah. a balloon the next day. And
2: wine particularly has a lot of sulfites. It has tannins. And it's got a lot of crap added to it that they don't have to put on the label. Like, Look at all the stuff that's already in our food, like dyes and just like all the preservatives that we know are terrible. And they have to list that. Imagine if they didn't have to list it. Like, there's mega, the, what's it called? Mega, mega purple, purple, liquid smoke, all these stabilization it's agents. It's what just, they sneak in wine. Yeah, and a ton of added sugar. Like, if you knew it was actually in wine, you probably wouldn't drink it.
3: What would you tell someone who wants to still have a cocktail? Saki. Saki? Saki. Unfiltered <laughs> sake
2: is amazing. Okay, hear me out. I know okay? you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Okay. I, it's okay. I see you. So, sake is made from rice, it's easily digestible. It has the same alcohol percentage as wine. So, you get the same, like, bang for your buck, if you will. I mean, no one drinks for the health. You drink to catch a buzz, right? Saki will give you a buzz, you know, a couple, couple little sips in. And it doesn't have the sulfites in it, which for me at least is huge. Sulfites are a big histamine trigger. So that's why people get puffy. They get a headache. Saki's awesome. Saki. Yep. Unfiltered, though. It's not the hot crap that they serve at like Sushi Tuesday. It's like there's actually a really, really it's almost like wine quality sake where it's like there's high end ones. And then I like the nigori, the unfiltered. It's pretty awesome. Okay. I need to check that out. Let's do like
0: embrace my culture, Lauren.
2: Yeah. Great.
3: Get, get us some sake. I want the cups. I want the whole thing.
0: If you're looking at me confused, I'm quarter Japanese. That's why I was like, you know, people don't know. Stop.
2: This. Are you really? Yeah. yeah. No,
0: konnichiwa. I Konnichiwa. Really my, my, yeah. Konnichiwa. My grandma's a full Japanese. That's why. Okay. I, I, gotta, I always got to disclaim that because people look at me and they're like, what are you saying? This white so guy. So sake or, will do so well yeah.
1: for you because your body will recognize
3: it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, my ancestors and stuff. I love
3: know? it. Another thing that I think people don't realize is seed oils. Talk oh to me gosh. about
1: seed oils, inflammation, and acne. So, seed oils are a huge epidemic right now. And I'm actually so disappointed because some of my favorite brands I've been seeing are shifting from avocado and coconut oil to now sunflower oil, safflower oil, soy oil, peanut oil. It's like these brands, oh my gosh, I they get it. Like, they got to drive their costs down. That's yeah, the thing. And it's like, margins. I have such an understanding of that. You know, us running a skincare company and people who are dealing with investors that are like hey you have to switch this or we're not giving you more money. So, I'm not blaming the brands because I understand they can get backed into a corner and they not they don't always want to switch. But for people that are really concerned about acne and inflammation, seed oils are now snuck in everything, even things that you would never expect an oil to be in. There's all of a sudden safflower oil, soybean oil, and these are immediate inflammation to your body. And it's what's completely wrecking our digestive system and gut. It's causing complete gut dysbiosis. And so it's actually <laughs> causes hormonal imbalances because certain hormones are processed in both the liver and the gut. For instance, the thyroid hormone is 80% in the liver, 20% in the gut. So if our gut is a mess, we're actually not processing hormones correctly in the body. So seed oils not only lead to inflammation, but can also cause hormonal imbalances. Yeah. What's canola the worst is the new C word. They're all bad ones. So Go. canola. Canola yeah. and vegetable oil. But now there's a lot of ones that are being disguised, like safflower and sunflower are just as bad as canola oil. Sunflower is a sneaky motherfucker. So Because sneaky. here's why.
3: When you hear the word sunflower, you're like, oh, it's natural. It's a sunflower. You know, like... And then you really look into it, and it's gross. I
0: mean, I was looking—I can't remember—and I'm gonna fuck this up, but I was looking at uh, some actual like data points or data was showing like the rise in in seed oils in food in our foods correlated to the rise in the in disease in, in this country, and it was like there's a direct correlation of all these problems with the rise. All these
1: diseases—they root in inflammation. And we're doing all these other things to inflame our body, some purposely, some not. But, you know, want to have a cocktail every once in a while, want to have this, want to have that. I want to personally choose my inflammation. Like if I want a cocktail, I know it's going to inflame me, but I'm choosing I want it. I don't want all these seed oils snuck in everything where it's not my choice to inflame my body in that moment. There should be a brand that comes out that's like kind of like a primal kitchen vibe and that
3: has just like it's one oil the problem Cross is it's board. not just Love in the brands that.
0: though it's in the restaurants a lot of the restaurants yeah. cook with these oils and you have no idea you just order you think you're at a good restaurant and they're cooking with seed oils back there you
3: can Maybe order you the healthiest olive oil. you could say olive oil
0: sure but it's like you have, i mean think of how paranoid you have to be now all the time you gotta to go to these restaurants everyone and nobody knows right they're just doing these things that they think are you know good practices well, yep. especially wellness. when you
2: get a sandwich too at subway i literally checked this it's not even olive oil they're putting on it's like canola oil not that anyone eats at Subway so, yeah. anymore, but like, <laughs> but example. it's just an example. You're like, oh, yeah, healthy oil. Put it on my vegetables. No, it was literally. When they drizzle oil, it's canola oil. Isn't the tuna fish not tuna? Yeah, I remember Probably. reading that.
3: It was like something so disgusting. It's so crazy how we have to be such advocates for everything we're putting on and in our body. I know.
0: Well, you always kind of had to be. It's just that we've embraced a culture of comfort, right, and inconvenience. And, and like, this is the first, you know... It's not always been this way. You always had to think about what kind of food you were going to put in your system, right? And now it's just we've gotten so used to convenience and comfort that everyone's like, ah, oh, whatever. I'll just take it. I'll go to Postmates. I'll show up at the door. I'll go to that fast food place. Go to that restaurant. And you're just shoving shit. You have no idea where it came from in your mouth. <laughs> <Yeah. It's> true. <laughs> and then you're wondering, like, wow, what the fuck happened to me? It's like, well, you've just been eating a bunch of shit that you don't know what it is.
3: Yeah, it's it's pretty gnarly. If someone is sitting at home and they literally have not one dollar to spend on their skin, but they have acne everywhere. What are some tangible
2: tips that you would tell them? Love that question. So number one, they can ice pack. That's the number the number one, easiest, immediate benefit, no possible harm thing is to ice pack your skin, especially if it's cystic. Cold compress is it? Like if it's cystic, do not put heat on it. It's just going to inflame it worse. So, not direct ice that can be too harsh for the skin, but just an ice pack or like a water bottle that you keep in the freezer or Or Lauren's ice roller. roller. I got an ice roller, But you said you said not one dollar. But let's pretend they have the ice (laughs) roll. If they have the ice roll, it's
1: perfect because one, you can roll it for lymphatic, but you can hold it on the area too. holding it on is
2: so important. Ice. Okay, what's next? I love your ice roller better than ice, though. I like I would absolutely recommend that over direct ice and you can hold it. You can do you can do like a lymphatic massage with it. Like ice rolling is by far the number one thing anyone can do that doesn't cost them anything and won't backfire. And cold shower. Does that work too? That's different. I wouldn't say cold shower. No one's really going to do that. Don't burn your skin with hot water, but it doesn't need to be cold necessarily, especially if you're cleansing. You do need a little bit of warmth, not super hot, just warmth. Otherwise, the oils in your skin and your makeup and your sunscreen, they won't really like wash away if it's with cold water. Same thing if you're trying to wash like a greasy pan with cold water, it doesn't really work. It does need a little bit of heat. So
1: now what the cold showers are going to help with, though, is the inflammation of your whole body. Yeah. So it's good for the lymphatic the holding, system. Yeah. The holding it to your face with an ice pack or an ice roller is going to help that topical inflammation. And then if you're in the mood for a cold shower, I thrive off cold, like not being in the cold 24-7, but like, I, you know, cryotherapy. I'm so obsessed that will reduce the systemic inflammation throughout your body what else can they do
3: if they don't have any money
2: and they want to heal their acne? They can absolutely check their vitamins, whatever they're taking, make sure that there's not a overly high level of B12, zinc, overly high level of vitamin D and make sure there's no biotin in anything. So eliminating triggers is just as important, if not more important than adding things or going out and spending money on a new thing. So you can add a bunch of great things, but if the root cause triggers are still there, you're still going to break out. So Being a detective is the free thing you can do that will give you the most benefit. So checking your vitamins and then also checking everything you're using for pore clogging ingredients. Just go on your, it's easier on a a laptop, but copy and paste the ingredient deck to whatever you're using. Put it in the little search function that we've got on our website. It will tell you if there's a pore clogger. So at least you can eliminate the problems before you change anything else. And we always tell people that's the number one step to do.
3: When you see all of these people coming in with acne, there's got to be they got to have, you know, problems maybe with self-esteem. I can imagine cuz it's 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 probably very hard. What advice do you give someone who's dealing with self-esteem issues because of the acne?
1: The first thing I would say is you're not alone and some of it can completely feel out of your control. So acne is inflammation And when you are inflamed, your brain's inflamed, and that is directly linked to depression and anxiety. So your whole body is connected when there's inflammation going on. There's typically depression, anxiety, and mental health struggles going on. So the first thing is you are not alone. People go through this. The second thing is... We like to do a lot of self-work. And so whether that's listening to podcasts that build you up, that don't make you feel so alone, like you're hanging out with friends, whether that's starting to meditate, whether that's going on walks throughout the day, finding that one thing a day that really builds you up in any way possible. When you can find that, you can use it as a building block because sometimes it can feel so incredibly debilitating when you feel like you're just spiraling. But if you can just link to that one thing that you know that makes you happy, maybe it's calling a friend or family member. Again, listening to a podcast, listening to fun podcasts always build me up. If I'm in my head too much, I throw on a podcast, I know that I'm gonna feel really good too, and go for a walk. And you'd be surprised how fast we can actually shift our mindset in a given moment. So finding that one thing that works for you, tapping. I know you guys recently had Gala Darling, love her tapping but everyone's so different. Someone might not like manifestation or tapping or this, just finding what works and what gets you excited. Have you guys seen some incredible
3: transformations when people start getting rid of the acne? It's like getting rid of energy.
2: Yes, absolutely. It, and Every because... day we get before and afters like sent to us and these just long messages of gratitude. And it it's daily, if not like several times a day at this point, like on a, even on our personal ones too. And like, it's, what, that transformation for people lights us up so much. Like that's why we exist.
3: Yeah. What you guys are doing for, for people with acne is really incredible. I mean, I, I got messages from the first podcast from people saying how much it helped. So I can only imagine.
2: Yeah. And we want to give a shout out to your audience. We have been flooded with nothing but positivity, like positive energy, gratitude, just thanking us for providing some of that information and everyone that we've met like our events who heard about us from that last episode they've all been the most dynamic charged just beautiful souls and just like your audience is amazing that's very very nice did you guys hear that you want <laughs> to say it again you
0: let them know if there's any bad apples in i won't we'll get we'll kick them out we'll say, you're not even allowed to be
2: if they're a bad apple it means they just need a hug we'll give them a hug yeah, there's some, there's <laughs> turn some them good,
0: around good ones out there okay
3: you wrote a book on apple cider vinegar Now, one of my girlfriends who's really into health told me I should be taking a shot of it before I eat a meal with my digestive
1: enzyme. What do you think? Every time? So, Yeah, that's what she said. Yes. So it's a very similar effect to lemons. So if you don't have apple cider vinegar with you, lemons are a great alternative. But the key thing with apple cider vinegar, it is very, very acidic. So you have to dilute it with water. So I would never take an apple cider vinegar shot just by itself. It'll burn the enamel of your teeth. It'll erode your throat and it'll just cause an imbalance of acid. So always dilute it in water and then it's amazing. Then it has all the benefits to it, but just remember a little bit in water. So ideal, if you travel with like a little thing of apple cider vinegar, which I sometimes will, I'll empty out one of those like immune shots that have like turmeric and stuff in it and I'll pour apple cider vinegar and I'll travel with that. And when we get hot water with lemon at a restaurant, just put like a little splash in. It doesn't have to be a ton. It just aids in working up those stomach acids.
2: It also is shown to reduce the glucose spikes, which is huge. Yes. Huge.
1: Okay.
3: I'm so extreme that I was like taking the whole (laughs) bottle and like chugging it. So, wrong
0: Lauren wrong same. I mean, just
3: I, I just I like so mine extreme. like a beast too yeah I, get, I used like, to do like, that why too can I just do a little spot? but you
0: know I think about all these things like extremes like I feel like you didn't like you don't have to do extreme anything like I I, I mean I mean that like honestly like people like they, they take this to working out they take this to diet like you just be moderate in all these things and just consistent and I feel like it's a much better strategy than like going so all that in. is
2: very Buddhist of you <laughs> and so true
0: well, people just take it too fucking far, you know? You got people like my wife over here like chugging the bottle yeah, of apple cider two. vinegar. I
2: get too But look it. how gorgeous she yes. is. Oh, thank God. God. She's telling me, she's like, you
0: better drink this apple cider vinegar to make my enamels off my teeth. There's a whole thing.
1: Sorry about it. Okay, so what are the benefits though of it? The biggest thing is, like Danielle said, it's helping stabilize your glucose levels and building up stomach acid. So those are like the two biggest, biggest things. It can also has a lot of medicinal benefits. Like you have gut health benefits in it, especially when you get apple cider vinegar that has the quote mother in it, that stuff that's going to help build up the good probiotics in your gut, but also help balance because we need good and bad gut bacteria. So it's going to help balance the two, build up stomach acid, our stomach acids starts depleting very quickly after the age of 25. And that's why as people get older, not only in general is, you know, the American diet pretty <laughs> harsh on our digestive process, but it also just declines as we get older and as we age. So we want to keep those stomach acids really flourishing. And so that's a really good way to do that is apple cider vinegar and water once a day. Should I sneak some in Zaza's Hydroflask? flask? Yes.
2: Real, started, just yeah. a
3: little, a little squirt, a little squirt, a little tincture.
0: She's got fun. She's two I years think old. A few okay.
3: drops would be just fine. Okay. Gut health when
1: it comes to acne, what do you guys see with that? It is directly connected. So it's the gut, brain, skin access, and all three are so connected. So like I mentioned before, the brain is what talks to our hormones. So our the ones that we talk about the most about is progesterone, estrogen, testosterone, thyroid and cortisol are also really, really important and big ones talked about. Your brain talks to your hormones and tells it what to do. Then your hormones metabolize or convert into different things through both the liver and the gut. So a lot of times a hormonal imbalance is being caused because of a gut imbalance. So maybe it's converting in the liver, but not the gut. Or like most of us, a lot of us have a sluggish liver because we're overloading our bodies and that's what detoxifies our body. So our liver is a little sluggish and then it's all going to the gut. And if our gut is also imbalanced, then our hormones don't know what to do and they're just kind of going whack. And that that's what can lead to estrogen dominance, too high of cortisol at not the right time. And basically everything's just confused with communicating. So that way, that's why gut health is so important because it's then the gut health is directly connected to our skin as an exit organ. So if things are confused in a mess in our body, it's just gonna come out through our skin.
2: Is the hormone that you see with acne testosterone the most? That is prime that is the most like easy culprit to point your finger at for an acne flare-up. That's mm-hmm. why people get more flare-ups during PMS time because your estrogen's a little bit lower right before your period and your testosterone's a little bit higher. And if you start taking things that spike your testosterone, like those vitamins I mentioned in excess then you will absolutely see hormonal acne. Everyone thinks their acne is hormonal because it ebbs and flows, and yes, hormones play a huge role. But a lot of the things we're doing in our day to day life are distorting those hormones. Hormones. You don't need to go get on spironolactone. You just need to like check your vitamins to see what you're doing that's spiking your testosterone often.
1: Because it could be actually low levels of estrogen and progesterone, progesterone that are causing. The spike in testosterone. So, again, they all talk and communicate to each other. So, if you have a dominance in one, it could be because you're really low or too dominant in another one. What about Butney? I dated this one guy that had pimples on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> this
3: is like a TBT, this is like a throwback it wasn't you we're going for it you have a great ass there's no pimples so with men
2: sometimes I don't even know what to say like we're all stunned it's common it's guys too a lot of it has to do body acne especially for men I see it all the time it's their protein shakes it's whey protein and yeah have you gotten rid of your whey waffles (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't have the whey waffle. Sometimes I'll do whey protein, but I'll switch between that one and a, the symbiotic plant-based one, depending cool. on how I'm doing.
2: Amazing, amazing. But we yeah. love cycling for I never
0: things. got rid of my eggs, though. So I upped the eggs. I upped them a lot. That's
1: a, well, eggs but are But you're acne-prone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, eggs are... Like, of course, if they're... I know you guys do, but if they're raised from a good source, eggs are an amazing nutrient for people that aren't acne-prone. It's just one of those things that people who are acne-prone, they have no idea it can be the eggs. So some of the
2: the is from protein powder. It can be from whey. Whey protein will just make you break out everywhere. And then there's other things like like your body wash, your body lotion, like things like that. It's also a lot of times friction on the skin will exacerbate the skin barrier and then bacteria can just grow wild unchecked. So that's something we see a lot of the time with like harsh fabrics. A lot of fabrics are irritating to people. A lot of trainers are, they're in like spandex and stuff like that all day. And it's just like abrasive on their skin and it just disrupts the skin barrier. So it could
0: be any of those things. But well, We always cover a lot of ground with you guys.
2: <laughs> I, that was, that was all different kinds of things.
3: I would love to have you guys back on eventually to talk about your entrepreneur journey. Maybe if you could just give us a little sneak peek at that, because I know we were
2: talking off air about it just give us a little, a little tease. Yeah. I mean, everyone is so interested in the behind the scenes and what Kaylee and I do to grow the company and the best little, little tease. We've talked about it before is we actually have our own co-founder therapist and we've had him for about two years now and he's been instrumental and we brought him in as a resource for the entire team as we're growing. Cause our team is growing a lot. I feel like we're hiring someone like every month. So it's just communication, having a safe space to grow and fostering emotional intelligence as individuals and as a group. That's been instrumental in keeping the joy in the journey and feeling like you're making progress as a person and in your role at the company every single day because everyone wants both. They want to grow as a person and thrive and master in their role. And if you don't have a coach or a strategic initiative from the company to help with emotional intelligence, that can be really difficult. So, we've made that a priority.
3: I did get a lot of questions because you guys are both so young, you're beautiful, and you're building this massive company. And a lot of people were asking me about that area of it. So, I think
1: that that would make a really fun episode. It's been life changing for us, truly, because if you think about it, like Danielle and I have two very different brains, but one common goal. And if we can get if we can get too transactional about what we're doing and kind of lose each other, he always brings us back to acknowledgement. So I could have no idea that Danielle is dealing with all this stuff with the department she handles and she's so overwhelmed that one thing I say triggers that and vice versa. Like I'm doing all these other things Danielle doesn't quite know about. And she says one thing it triggers me. So we've learned to acknowledge each other and we give each other acknowledgments like all the time. Like, we, like hey, I see you. For what you're doing. I recognize you for this. And thank you so much for supporting our company in this way. And we do acknowledgements a ton. And it is game changing to be able to recognize each of our own skill sets and how they're so different, but complementary at the same time. And removing, because fr- <laughs> obviously, being so go go, we can be very transactional. And bringing more emotion and humanity into the day to day transactional of running a business has Sounds been like key.
2: Parenting, <laughs> I mean, that. it's like it's like a marriage, except no one's having sex to make up <laughs> after a fight. You know what I mean? Like you got to really, really put a lot of intention behind. You. You, have you this guys tried incorporating the sex? Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not <laughs> yet. <laughs> you got
0: to have something to look forward don't to. Don't
3: before you have sex you don't want pimples on no, your ass. No, no.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> if I were to start with one product by you, by you guys, and I've said this on the show, it's the sunscreen. It's like a mineral sunscreen and it's a brush. And why I like this is because I'm wearing makeup right now, but I'm not going to apply white sunscreen on top of this makeup. So what I do is I'll carry this little brush around and I can just brush it on top of my makeup. Even if I'm shiny sometimes, this is the one. It's the mineral sunscreen brush.
2: And that one is the best because most sun damage happens in the afternoon. Everyone puts on their sunscreen in the morning, but a general rule of thumb is that all sunscreen, consider it gone after two hours, especially the chemical-based ones because they just metabolize out and they're, they're just non-existent after a couple hours. Physical and mineral sunscreen, those are the same things, by the way. Physical mineral sunscreens are zinc or titanium based and they stay physically on your skin a little bit longer and give you that shield. That said, though, they're not going to last all day. We sweat it off, it oxidizes, blows off, et cetera, et cetera. So most people, the UV damage happens when they're out sitting outside at lunch at noon, It's four hours plus since they put on their sunscreen or they're walking the dog or they're running to get the kids or they're, you know, going for an, you know sunset stroll or something like that. Like that's when the sun will get you. So reapplying it with something like that is the key to protecting all the other work that you're doing on your skin.
3: I also like using this brush on my hands. Yes. Have you heard that? Yeah. Yeah. We
2: love doing that. While
3: I'm driving? Yep.
2: Yep. Anyway, can we do a
3: giveaway? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Let's do a giveaway of a bunch of products that is for someone who has acne. So if you have acne or you know someone that has acne, can we do that? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram. At Lauren Bostick, and then follow at Clearstem. Clearstem Skincare.
1: On Instagram. And then where can they find you if they have questions? So I am Danielle, the acne guru. And I am Kaylee.Christina. And of course, you can find all of our stuff on our website, clearstemskincare.com. But anyone who's in the Austin area, we just launched in Neighborhood Goods right on South Congress. So if you're like, I need to go have it right now, you can just go down to Neighborhood Goods. Do we have a code for the audience that they want to shop? We do. Skinny 2. And that'll give you
3: 20% off your first order. Skinny 2. I would start with the Mineral Sunscreen Brush. You guys, thank you so much for coming on. Thank
0: you. You guys are always great.
3: And go listen to the first part of this episode because that's a good one too.
0: Yeah, we'll link everything out too.
3: Thanks guys. Thank 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 you.